Welcome to this week's Screen Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, Extension Horticulture Educator with the University of Illinois Extension Service. And I wanted to talk this week about a couple bugs that are still out in the garden and actively feeding, and one that will probably get worse as the season heads towards fall a lot stronger. And the first one I want to talk about is uh, familiar to everybody uh, that has had a linden tree or roses, and that's the Japanese beetle. Well, the Japanese beetles also feeds on a, uh, our garden plants, snap beans being a particular target or food in the vegetable garden for the Japanese beetle. While there are lots of sprays that can be used, we just need to realize that we are talking about putting a spray on our vegetable plants, something that we're going to consume and, and eat later. So that might be a concern of, of itself. There are simple mechanical ways to remove the Japanese beetles unless their numbers are very great. And one of the easiest ways is to go out late in the afternoon. Once you see the beetles uh, feeding on the, the bean leaf, for example, hold a bucket, uh, some, some other wide mouth container underneath the leaf with a little bit of soap and water in it. And if you usually just lightly tap the leaf, the Japanese beetle immediately plays dead and kind of rolls off and right into the bucket, job done. So that's one of the easiest ways to manage that pest if there aren't too many in the garden. Uh, whether it's a bean or some other plant that they're feeding on, this would also work on your perennial flowers or annual flowers as well if they're feeding on anything. So that's the easiest thing to do. If you are going to spray, just remember that it has to be an approved pesticide for your vegetable plants because we are going to eat them later. The other insect that I wanted to talk about uh, today is one that I said is going to get a bit worse as the season progresses if it's out there now. And this is the squash bug. It's really an insect that's specific to the squash plants, squash being one of the vine crops. And the squash bugs has what's called a nymphal life cycle, which means all the offspring that hatch from a reddish-brown mass of eggs are smaller versions of the adult. So in all those cases, the nymphal stages as well as the adult do this, provide the same feeding damage. Uh, the squash bug feeds by inserting this long beak or proboscis into the leaf tissue and sucking out juices. And then later on, uh, they'll begin to feed on the ripening uh, squash in, in your garden. Sometimes you will see a, a pumpkin at the stem end, and it's absolutely gray in color because there will be hundreds or if not thousands of squash bugs sucking the moisture right out of the pumpkin plant. So the ways you can deal with the squash bug, again, pretty easy on the non-chemical control. If you go out and do a little bit of IPM, a little get, bit of integrated pest management and are scouting your vine crops, you might see these masses of reddish-brown eggs, and they'll be on the underneath side of the leaf. So you, this is something you kind of got to be willing to bend over and turn some leaves over and have a look-see. But if you can find the masses of eggs and remove those, uh, you remove dozens of potential new larvae, new lymph nymphal stages that will do damage to the plant down the road. So handpicking the masses of those reddish-brown eggs on the underneath side of the leaf is certainly 
an, an easy way to do it. They will hibernate and hide in litter in the garden, so keeping the garden you know, free of debris and things of that sort will be helpful. Another non-chemical technique or trick, if you want, is to lay down some one-by-four boards or one-by-six boards of various lengths in the garden near your vine crops. The insects will hide out there underneath the boards when they're not actively feeding on your squash plants. So an easy way to, again, trap them would be to go out periodically and pick up the boards. There they are. You scrape them off into a bucket of soapy water again, and you've taken care of it. If you are going to need to treat because you've got quite the squash patch out there, pesticides typically that contain permethrin or cyfluralin as their active ingredients can be used. Permethrin is relatively common on a great number of uh, sprays for the vegetable garden and, and landscape plants. Part again here to remember is that these products need to have the pumpkin plant on the label in order for you to uh, legally uh, use them and for those products to be safe for us to handle and use and depending upon what you're growing potentially eat later on so it's important that we follow that little rule so we have right now as i said uh, i've seen the squash bug population beginning to build I've seen a fair amount of older adults, a lot of, of the lymphal, nymphal stages uh, showing up here. Primarily right now, I've seen them on the leaves of our uh, squash plants, but I've also seen the beginning of them colonizing on the squash uh, fruit themselves. If you walk up slowly and look, they won't run away, but if you start messing around, they will quickly migrate around to an area where they feel a bit more protected. So you want to look for them uh, carefully and quietly. The egg masses, of course, are just that. They're not going to go anywhere. If you turn the leaf over, you're going to see uh, a dozen or more, 18, 20-some eggs probably in a mass. And if you just uh, take care of that, then, again, the problem problem goes away down the road pretty quickly because you've just removed the potential uh, population that's been feeding there. That's the story this week on those two insects, the Japanese beetles, easy enough to remove mechanically by hand if there are not too many of them. And uh, same goes for the squash bug egg masses if you can find them. Otherwise, uh, again, sprays may be, may be necessary. Just be very careful as you use your pesticides to read the label before you buy the product to make sure it is labeled for the intended, not only the intended insect, but the intended crop you're going to spray it on. So uh, we may find products that uh, say it'll control a particular insect on an ornamental, but not have the label clearance to be sprayed on one of our vegetables. So make sure you have those two parts matched up. So you want to find that out before you bother to buy the product. You want to read the label again prior to mixing it at home to make sure you have the dilution right correct wear the proper uh, protective clothing as you're mixing it because that's the time where we're exposed to the most toxic portion of the spray and then once it's diluted it's a bit less hazardous to us but it's still a pesticide and can still do us harm so you want to be careful that way and then when you're all done hopefully you get to use all the product up on the crop Uh, you're spraying it on but after that uh, make sure you rinse the pesticide container properly 
clean the sprayer up correctly, and have it ready to go for the next time. So this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's been my pleasure. We'll talk to everybody again next week.